welcome. Welcome to the No Name Yet podcast. That is the podcast with no name. And on tonight's show, we have the other guy on the show, the man with bionic teeth, Mo. Bionic teeth. You're going to have to explain the bionic teeth. Wow. I think he's just coming up with it. Oh, I just got new things. I, you know, I would love, I don't think I'm comfortable with people knowing that. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I really am that comfortable with that. But uh, yes, I, I do have that. And um, yeah, it's been awesome. I'm outside right now enjoying nature. My, my uh, neighbors are having fun. So it's been, this is going to be a great podcast. So uh, uh, I was oh. wondering why you're out. Say hello to Bobby. Did they? Did they kick you? Hold on, Bobby is saying hello. Hi, Bobby. That's the neighbor's dog. He's a good dog. So we have a uh, bow on the show. We have a dog on the show. So would you get kicked out of the house? No, everybody is um in the front playing music and stuff. Okay. So, so they're they're jamming. They're starting their Friday. Uh, Ma is. Everybody else is eating dinner right now so yeah this is what i'm doing right now. so how long is that dog gonna bark uh he usually barks for like three minutes and then he gets quiet once he realizes nothing's happening <laughs> he's good though he's just being a dog all right all right he's a beautiful so... he's a beautiful rockweiler rockweiler all right yeah they're very nice dogs <laughs> they are nice dogs um so you, it's been a while that you've been on the show. It has been a while since I've been on the show. And uh, just letting you know, I mean, this is as good a time as any that you were banned from the show. I was banned. Yeah. yeah. Why was I banned? Because you, you haven't been in church. Oh, so even if I lose my vision, I get banned from things. It's very, very Christian of you, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got to <laughs> we've got to draw some kind of lines. Well, you know, in the Bible, it tells you you have to have, like, justifications to uh, kick a person out of the church, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like sleeping with the pastor's wife. That's, that's. Uh, well, that doesn't say that in the Bible. <laughs> but no, you have to commit something that's atrocitous to the, to the, um, to the church. Well, I, I didn't kick and you out of the church. The I, I banned you from the show. Oh, uh, it's basically the same thing. <laughs> I really didn't ban you from the show. <laughs> but you've had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And that you have a good report that your vision uh, has come back uh, almost as good as it was. Yeah. So for the most part, when I lost my vision, um, I did get my vision back once. And this for some reason, something triggered and it faded out again. Um when I went to the doctor in Syracuse, they had said something that uh, there was calcium on the pupil. And because there was calcium on the pupil, they couldn't see behind the, um, behind the eye to see well, how the retina was doing. Okay. So, what, but before that, the last time before my vision went out again, it was, um, they did notice that there was calcium on the retina as well. So, um, 
I had asked the doctor at that time what were some things I could do, like was there any natural ingredients, medicines, things like that, before going straight into a surgery. Because I'm one of those people that like I believe in God and I just believe that everything on earth, there's a, there's a cure for everything that happens because nature just balances itself out like that. And I believe God has never created anything that couldn't be solved. Um, so, so, you know, one of the things I was doing and me and, uh, me and Jasmine was doing was finding out, you know, change the diet. So, you know, drinking smoothies, for example, and, um, you know, fruit itself has, a um, certain fruits have, uh, abilities to um, decrease inflammation and stuff like that. And then boosting, and, and, um, you know, vitamins and things that I need in my body that probably I really never had in my body. And uh, I went through somebody who my future mother-in-law, um, basically her friend from Buffalo, she's into basically natural cures and stuff like that. So she's, she, I asked her for help to do some research and she came back last week with different, um, different <clears throat> natural remedies that will help with um breaking down uh calcium deposits so that was like basically those two things um uh information those inf that information really i believe helped the process along faster okay and ironically they were telling me to stay away from the sun but in reality in my belief i've noticed that um <clears throat> my eyes was getting really dry so like You'll notice that, like, if your eyes get really dry and they stay dry a long time, you that could be the buildup in the calcium because calcium naturally happens within the body. It grows in places all over the body, and um, and because of that, I basically oh, it started to rain. Pastor doesn't want me to be on a show with you today. <laughs> um, but because of these natural things, the the I. The, the the sun they said when I would be outside and I would see sunlight or light in general my eyes started watering and what I noticed was that it was one it was moisturing my eye so it was not dry as anymore um the sunlight actually was the more I was involved with the sun the more it became clear to me that it was actually helping me out it was weird. It was the thing they said not to do was actually helping me out. Well, I think that there's some rays in the sun that aren't good for your eyes. Yeah, like if you stare at the eyes, if you stare at the sun way too long, it does happen. But my vision wasn't even collecting the light from the sun oh, okay. too much. So it was it was basically blurry and sunlight was not getting into my eye. And I was noticing when I was standing outside or be at, sit outside for a few minutes or hours so, that sunlight, and I would notice it, that the sunlight filtering into my eyes was kind of like, I guess my retina was actually needed that strength and that exercise. So I would stand, I would just stare at one location and stare, and my eyes would just get watery. And I, I for me personally, I was noticing the change. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm going to put my headphones on. Yeah. Got to do that at the beginning of the show. I think it's a UV light that's not good for your eyes. Mm. And that's definitely something I've um, been more conscious about. So even with like monitors and TVs and stuff like that, I 
immediately I sit further away from it. And as well as I try to minimize my interaction with the, with TVs and monitors. Okay. And, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that things are coming along. Thank you. And uh, so I have a, I have a couple things that I, I wanted to take a look at and uh, to get your reaction to uh, some things that have been in the news. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so why don't we uh, jump right in and, and get to it? Uh, so this is uh, this story says uh, Mark Zuckerberg worried about his metaverse avatar doesn't fully capture how inhuman he looks. This is definitely a joke article. So admitting that his virtual likeness had a long way to go before it felt like a genuine representation. Mark Zuckerberg told reporters Friday that he was worried his metaverse avatar didn't fully capture how inhuman he looks. While our Horizon Worlds platform is well on its way to becoming a fully immersive metaverse, my personal 3D rendering is not nearly as unnerving, uncomfortable, unsettling as I am in real life. (laughs) Adding that his avatar had several distracting differences, including eyes that were unrealistically lively, a smile that was far too genuine and body language that was unnaturally friendly and welcoming. Unfortunately, as of today, my digital persona is nowhere near where it needs to be. And engineers are working around the clock to make an updated version that appears more bloodless. And it is able to better mirror my butchered haircut soulless facial expression, and perpetual uncomfortable slouch. When I look at him now, I'm endeared by him and almost want to be his friend. Essentially, we have to start from scratch. At press time, Zuckerberg took several minutes to congratulate his engineers on their decision to eliminate the lower half of his avatar's body, saying it fully captured how sexless he was in real life. <laughs> so immediately, I'm not taking this one serious at all. That, <laughs> well, that is, that is from a, a very reputable news source called The Onion. Yep, reputable. Very <laughs> reputable. Yep, that was such an onion story. It was not even a joke. <laughs> uh, well, it, I mean, when they nail it, they nail it. They they nailed it. They nailed it. They're, they got that one perfectly. I mean, he's not human, so it makes sense. I, I happen to run into a... Uh a clip of him today and you know he's almost robotic in in some ways mm-hmm. yeah yeah he he looks like a fellow disabled person <laughs> my lord yeah looks like he's just you know reaching out for help so are you are you still using facebook uh i haven't used anything <laughs> oh yeah you haven't been on social media no, no, not at all. No. Mm-mm. Why? What's on Facebook? 
Well, no, I was just checking, you know, uh, oh. what what uh, social media apps you might be using. Other than uh, YouTube, no. I guess, can you, yeah, you can count so- YouTube as a social media app. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I still check, I still check Facebook from time to time. Uh, I uh, I like the way that I've gotten control over my Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you can set the you can set the what do you have, the notifications for certain websites and not for others, and they put them all in you know one place so I can see the content I want to see. That's awesome. Yeah, I just want them to enlarge, um, add the uh, large print feature, and bold feature. I, I've never seen it. Maybe it's there, and I just didn't explore well enough. But uh, that was my big problem with Twitter. It was like. It looks like it's made for, you know, sighted people. I'm not down with it. I'm not oh. trying to squint, squint my eyes all damn day. Yeah. So so if you enlarge the font on your phone, it doesn't affect Twitter? No. Oh, wow. It's weird. I, I was surprised about it, too. It voiceover works well with it, but it, um, but I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't care for Twitter. Yeah, it's a... T- I, I I don't know. In my experience, it's been a tough platform to uh, to I don't know to to get some utility and enjoyment yeah. out of it. Mm-hmm. But I think I, uh, I think I've got some. I've got it down. I mean, I'm enjoying it more than I ever have. It's That's good. Not astoundingly enjoying, but it at least it's useful. Mm. So. Well, okay, that's enough about uh, Mark Zuckerberg and social media. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd, I'd like to uh, uh, direct our attention to uh, something that uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, said mm. recently. And uh, I'd like to get your reaction to it. Let's go. You have people like Fauci saying that his lockdowns didn't cause any permanent damage to any young kids. I got news for you, it did, and we are going to reap those rewards across the whole country for years and years and years because they treated kids so poorly. And I'm just sick of seeing him. I know he says he's going to retire. Someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac. All right, that was some spicy rhetoric from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a potential, likely perhaps even presidential candidate in uh, the next cycle. Um, I so I agree with him that, and we criticized, or I criticized at least earlier this show this week, Fauci's comments saying that he didn't think it harmed that permanently harmed anyone, and that I mean that's just not true. People committed suicide. I mean people. People really did suffer because not just not because of the disease. Some people suffered obviously because of the disease, but some people suffered more so because of the restrictions. So I take his point on that. I would not have used the words "throw him" or "kick him across the Potomac." I, I think. What, what about he, the words "little elf," Robbie? Would you have used the words? I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, elves. Well, okay. Elves are not little. First of all, okay. elves 
are tall. Here comes the dungeon master. Um, hundreds, they live for hundreds <laughs> of years. Um, Tolkien has set the standard for what elves are and look like. Elves are more like vampires, essentially. Okay. So outside of D and D, you want little. We're talking dwarves. <laughs> we're talking gnomes. We're talking various other creatures. Okay. The point being that I think that he rightly <laughs> anticipates that he's going to get in the Republican Party. He can get a lot of traction out of some legitimate frustrations that a lot of parents have had over the way the shutdowns were handled. Moreover, I think that many people were pointing out in that clip that he seems to be very purposefully adopting a very Trumpian style of mannerism. I don't quite see it. You I know people are, I, I see that people are saying that. Have you seen a person I do crazy things with my hands like when this I talk? other than Donald Trump? Or hands no, you're not a hands at an angle. I'm a very much a hands <laughs> Not as much as me. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely do see it, but I find it to be <laughs> less effective. That's a weird kind of a thing to say. Look, I think that Donald Trump was a TV star. What does Donald Trump do with his hands at this, right? This, it, it is the turning of the hands. It's like this motion, which I think is very specific to him, yeah. I gotta say, and that I'm seeing from Ron DeSantis here. Many, many people have tried to mimic Barack Obama over the years. We've seen Beto O'Rourke do it. We've seen, you know, Julian Castro try his hand at it. We've seen a lot of Pete Buttigieg, most famously, is the example. There are those who say, <laughs> and I think it doesn't work. So I think that the uh, the big issue in this is uh, the perspective on elves. First of all, there's no he was not he's right about elves. Okay. Well, I wanted to get your perspective. So, so you think that Robbie is correct on his assessment of the elf? Yeah, that's elves are like they're not the elf off that damn cookie, chocolate and chocolate. What what Chip Ahoy elves? What what what? Oh, Keebler, Keebler, the Keebler elves. Those, yeah. those are not key. those. Those are those are not the elves that are represented in media and writing and literature. So, um, no, he was right about the elves. And in D&D, that's true. They're taller. You okay. know? I mean, there's different forms and hybrids of elves, but uh, an elf is typically, you know, especially if we're talking about high elves, you know, dark elves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that something you just made up or is that something? No, those are real elves. Uh, can you explain? Could I explain what a high elf is? Yes. A high elf is typically... Uh, they will be like a uh, purebred white man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're uh, they're they're usually typically um the the first um in most literatures um and everybody takes different ways with it but uh they're usually the they're the first of their species right usually they're you know every species have an origin and high elves are the elves origin right so from there from high elves all el other elves come from you know so some stories might say a dark elf comes from the tainting and sins of of the their people's um desires so therefore they become dark elves sometimes they're saying dark elves are they elves travel to a different continent or they live in a dark cave and dark environment so they become dark elves so whatever writings um way you would like to take it that's usually how elves work okay but the so, vampire thing, I wouldn't call. I, I don't know. I don't see anything similar between elves and vampires other than maybe the airs and the air thing is just artistic choice. No one says a vampire has pointy ears, but we all know elves have pointy ears. Okay.
Well, no, I think that's useful clarification. It is. You should know this stuff. You played D&D once. I played what? You played D&D once. I did. Did I ever yeah. share that story on the show? I have no idea. Well, I'll, I'll share it again. There you go. So, and and I think it was eighth grade. I joined a D&D club. And we used to gather in Mrs. Muth's science room after school on one particular day of the week. And uh, there was a uh, one of the, the kids that was playing was, I think, a demigod mm. and uh, named Bo Peep. And uh, we were told that if we made fun of Bo Peep's name, that we would get uh, we he would kill us immediately. And uh, so after restraining myself for a while i i couldn't contain myself because the ground was too fertile and uh i made fun of bo peep and he killed me and i never went back (laughs) stranger things happen (laughs) yeah so that was my experience I, i i bought all the the dice and all that and then i had no one to play with Wow. Because I couldn't keep my big mouth shut. <laughs> you know, Bo Peep is somewhere out here, probably running one of these companies. Yeah, he's probably working for Google right now, monitoring the podcast. <laughs> monitoring, like, yeah, you better remember that story. Jackass. We'll get off, we'll get off the air. It'll be uh, it'll be an assassin outside. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Peep is real. <laughs> Fully armored. So, uh, uh, you know, looking into this further. Um, so what do you think about uh, Governor DeSantis? Uh, you know, advocating for the uh, little elf to be chucked across. the. Well, let's first start off with the first part of the fact that um, the woman the woman had what was her name that said um, that's, Bri- that that's she- brianna joy gray so miss gray she what was interesting about her perspective and i disagree with her is she said it doesn't work if the sound of that crowd sounded like it worked exactly the way it should have worked and um florida in the last two years especially during covid became its We've always knew Florida had a culture, but I don't think I've ever heard so much come out of Florida since the last two years of my life. And Florida is one of those probably like in my head, I see Texas, New York, you know, uh, uh, freaking um, what's another state that I. <laughs> yeah, but Texas, New York, New Jersey, um, Ohio, um, the, the, some, and these are only a few states in my head that I'm like, oh, these states have become very popular in some way or form. So Florida, I think, is a great landscape to identify how the political party, especially the Republican Party, is going to be moving in the next two years. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think he's I think he I think he is not he's mimicking the style of Trump in the sense of like 
he understands he he's he understands the the metric and the system that Donald Trump and why Donald Trump won. He understands the entertainment part, right? He's a and he's he's really becoming this character, and and I am I I'm pretty sure he's aware of the character that he's he's becoming, and it's so well, like he's funny, <laughs> so he's he's funny. And because he's echoing a lot of people, both on Republican and Democratic sides, about Dr. Fauci, he's actually becoming a star within his state. And that's what Trump did. Trump became a star. So so this man is obviously, maybe in the background, people like him. They probably think he's funny and all this stuff like that. And he knows it. He's aware of who he is. And he is amplifying his personality and he doesn't give a damn because he also knows the american people experienced two years with biden and we kind of got accustomed to our president whether the politicians admit it or not but the people the people the everyday people are now accustomed to the showmanship that a president can exhibit i mean obama had a a level of showmanship trump had a level of showmanship um we've had presidents that had a really good handle on showmanship. Well, I think, and, you know, one of her points, uh, though, was that uh, people eventually, uh, the way the way I understood it, I don't think she said it precisely like this, but people eventually catch up and realize that they've got the cheap imitation. Yes. Like but Pete I, Buttigieg, but I, uh, there's mm-hmm. a side-by-side video. He, he actually used... Um, lines you know from obama campaigns <laughs> and i i don't know how this gentleman is um doing things i don't know if he's using lines i don't know if he's directly taking things from trump's playbook but but even if here's the here's the key point if this man gets endorsed by trump it's over even if Trump is prevented from moving forward, if this man gets endorsed by Trump, you might as well consider the the people that say they're Republican something else. They're they're a completely different class. Well, now. it's it's going to be interesting because DeSantis is uh, the biggest threat to Trump in the mm. Republican Party, and I mm. just like to point one thing out. I'm just going to share the screen quickly uh is the way that uh, desantis is dressed so i remember you know an analysis of donald trump's uh normal attire and he wears an oversized suit coat and a a a longer tie to make himself look bigger than life yeah and he you know that trump definitely has a characterization so in this this clip right here you know we've got the blue you know the red white and blue like you know many wear but i'm just wondering how long his tie goes and <laughs> the suit the suit does look a, a little too big for him maybe i mean maybe if, if mimicking Trump, uh, you know, uh, gets him some votes, I guess he's doing the right thing. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a huge issue. I mean, people 
borrow and steal from yeah, one another. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's you know, you know, they say there's no more or no more original ideas. Um, and if he's inspired by Trump in some way or form, there, there it is. But this guy also looks like your cousin. He looked like he could be related to you. You know, I've seen you in that type of hairstyle. I don't really see it, but you know what I'm sure. I mean, if you so. you know you jogged a few days a week and maybe you know <laughs> you know small decrease that facial size, the cheeks, y'all start looking a little similar. Is, yeah. <laughs> so that so that you that was your way of politely saying that I'm fat. I don't fat shame people. <laughs> I don't fat shame people. Well, I think I'm fat. So anyway. <laughs> uh, a friend of mine told me that, yet you know, pointed out that I was overweight. I said, "Thank you so much." Um, I'm in touch with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, hey, of course, he probably had makeup placed on his face and all of that good stuff. I mean, that Florida sun is not nothing to scoff at. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I personally was impressed. Um, I think Florida is one of the states um, that is a you know is a huge factor and it's very important to capture florida but now than ever you know i know florida has always been an important state but the the culture and what it evolved into right now i mean even the democrat even the democrats in that state are not you know satisfied with their their democratic party you know so it's a very well, there is a thing. there is crossover support for DeSantis. Yeah. No. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, that crowd was loud. That crowd was loud. I don't care. I you know, I don't care what you say. We're 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 not even in the start of the everything else. We, people are setting up for the campaigns, but this man drew a large crowd. And well, so it sounded. There's a bug. <laughs> we can't. We can't see the crowd. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just want to personally say that I'm. I'm glad that uh, Fauci's retiring. Uh, he's what, eighty-two years old. Um, Let me ask you a question, Pastor. You what? How do you feel about um? You know, you you, you as 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 being a pastor and all the stuff that's come, like, how do you feel about the new information that has come out about now that, you know, COVID we're still, still dealing with the, the consequences and everything and both negatives and positives, but how do you feel about the things that came out about it? New information, you know, cause I know for a fact, you, you know, you were definitely in the AME church was in support of, you know, you know, everybody getting vaccinated and everything else like that. But like the way the culture is now and the information is coming, it seems like people are like really upset about the message that, that the, the Dr. Fauci and the other politicians gave us. You know, what is what is your interpretation? Do you feel like a little regret, annoyed? satisfied well, how do you feel like about it all well because i've never been a dr fauci fan. it well it 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 just further validates my 
uh, sadness and, and grief uh, that uh, our uh, government and our government institutions uh, are uh, are falling apart. Um, you know, and and that and that leadership uh, that we have such bad leadership in the United States. Yeah. Um, I don't trust Fauci at all. I think that he's, you know, just uh, offered so much conflicting information that he has zero credibility in my, you know, in in, in my outlook. You know, he's he's a really a, he's really a bureaucrat uh, mm-hmm. that directs funding at at certain projects and not at others. Uh, I uh, I don't have any. Uh, uh, supporting information but i you know i it may be out there but it seemed that he was in bed with the uh, pharmaceutical companies to get that vaccine out and in as many arms as possible uh but i can't confirm or deny that yeah and hopefully this podcast won't be taken down uh but uh you know ultimately you know i think it was uh I think it was Iceland. It's either Greenland or Iceland. That uh, when they would release information uh, about the coronavirus, they framed it by saying, this is what we know now. And that the information might change. Yes. If, you know, if Fauci and uh, Dr. Burks and uh, Donald Trump and I, I, I lay the blame across all three of them. Uh, and I, I, I lay the blame at the feet of the political parties for politicizing a pandemic. Yeah. If there was some sense in the leadership of our government <laughs> and say you had those three people, Fauci, Burks, and, and Donald Trump saying, look, we're doing the best we can. This is what we know right now. This is what we recommend. But please anticipate with us that the information might change as we learn as we go along. Yes. That people can say whatever they want about the American people. People can say whatever they want about American people from the other political party. But I believe that when push comes to shove in the, in the face of a crisis, if you have strong leadership that the American people will go along and give people some latitude. But I mean, I think it's, we've, we've proven that even at the most crucial times of our, uh, our existence right now, or in our, the history that we're making, that everything is going to be politicized. Yeah. And it's, we, you know, the country, the country is not going to survive. This empire is going to fall. Yeah. If, if something's not done to change it. And when you look at the trajectory of empire, you know, I, I don't know that any empires pulled itself out of the cycle. So uh, I don't know what the future is going to bring, but, uh, it seems that America is not going to be uh, as dynamic as is as it once was. Yeah, 
And I can see that. I can see that. You know, I just want to apologize from everybody. <laughs> everybody was like, you got to get this shot because if you don't get this shot, you're wrong and you got to protect everybody. And blah, 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 blah. They said it was safe. Oh, car, blah, 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 blah. And then 300 pages. Really, guys? How safe was that if it needs 300 pages? Yeah. It, um... My eye drops don't even have 300 pages. <laughs> well, <laughs> my eye drops. I've been taking them for twenty-seven years. They don't got those that much detail, that many uh, problems, side effects. I mean, I, the the thing the thing about it is that people did die. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about it is, is I we we saw the how the numbers spiked up at the beginning of the pandemic and it was an, an overwhelming and uh uh it was a disaster it was a disaster and it was a disaster in slow motion because it went on for months and uh you know there's uh, nurses and doctors that have left healthcare forever because of it uh and so in the beginning, you know, it didn't bother me in the beginning. Uh, you know, I felt that it, we needed to err on, on caution, you know. So let's do everything we can, you know, to, to prevent uh, the spread of this thing, you know, because I watched our hospital, uh, you know, the whole ICU that I worked in became all COVID patients. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was another ICU and in the other part of the hospital that was designated for COVID patients. And uh, so to watch the hospital fill up as fast as it did was frightening. And, uh, you know, people can, you know, talk about their rights to not wear a mask, not to get vaccinated, this and that. Um the vaccine, I'll leave the vaccination thing out of it, but especially with the masking, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I had people, I had somebody say that God was going to protect her and that, you know, people die every day. Amen. Which, you know, well, I mean, that turned my stomach. Really? You know, here. Yeah, because I hear, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking to a friend. I just gotten off of work you know, left, uh, you know, the, I don't know how many patients we had at that time, but say it was, you know, 40 COVID patients. What looking at nurses, you know, exasperated and lamenting the fact that uh, none of their patients making it out alive. And my friend says, you know, what am I worried about? People die every day. Well, not Mm. this, not this many. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know people. Oh, die okay. Every I missed. Yeah, I yeah. misinterpreted. I thought they were sick, and they um said that about when they were sick. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Sick. No. Okay. Now it's understandable. I understand what you're saying now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it it's a tragedy that we don't have better leadership. <sighs> yeah. Um. You know, I I would I would rank uh. I would rank both uh, uh, Donald Trump and 
Biden with an F. And, uh, you know, I I give Donald Trump credit for, um, you know, for getting the vaccine out. Uh, But beyond that, you know, his rhetoric was. uh, It was dangerous. Absolutely dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, it it wasn't productive. And, you know, Biden comes in and, you know, I mean, just. his leadership was unremarkable, you know, mm-hmm. I, and it's, 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 just he did a not shame. feel like a leader. He did not feel like a leader. He felt like in a, um, uh, a vice president, a vice principal, you know, yeah. he felt more like the vice president and like there was somebody else there. That's why I was like, you sure come on. I was like, you're vice president. Yeah. Oh, and you know, I, I did not, I did not like the, um, people losing their jobs because they wouldn't get vaccinated. Yeah. Um, You know, New York state's lost uh, a lot of great nurses. Yeah. You know, because nurse, I mean, I, I, I talked to the nurses personally. Well, I, I, I can travel and I can go to a state where they don't do this. And they left. Yeah. And uh, so now, you know, they're a traveling nurse and they're working in other states and they're probably not going to come back to New York. Yeah, it brought a lot of distaste to a lot of people, Miles. And there are still industries who are still holding on to um, a lot of this. Like my friend, uh, he he does metal, um, medication delivery, you know, so um, that's one of his contracts that he has. And, you know he's told that he has to, and it's understandable because he does deliver to some retirement homes and stuff like that, but they want him, they want his, him and his people fully vaccinated. But the problem with that is he's talking to people and he's trying to hire people. There are a lot of people that came out of this pandemic feeling people like myself that said no to the vaccination who feel justified in us saying no, and we were proven right in a lot of ways in the way the country was moving. Um, and we we held, we stood, we stood stern. We stood stern while everybody was verbally abusing, disrespecting, calling us unpatriotic, hate, you know, all these hateful, hateful things. And when it was coming down is we just want more information, mm-hmm. you know? Before yeah. anything else, I need more information. This this doesn't feel right. My spirit is saying this doesn't feel right. I need more information. I trust science, but th- I know science takes a long time to get the results. Yeah. I mean, so there's not there's never you know. I mean, uh, just to get the nuclear bombs that that took decades. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Experiments and. And, and and so many more things. So I understand. I always love science. I've always had a love for it. I will always have a love for it. But I know the fundamental thing about science is that it's a long game. There's never been anything that just boop, popped into science has found. Boop, it's great and it's gonna work perfectly and no no problems. Right. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know my even my friend he's he tries to hire drivers and there are people are like we would work, love to work for you man, but we don't want to get the vaccination. We would, you know, and, and and then on top of that, you know, some of these businesses are not paying people well enough, you know. So 
there's still so many layers to it that we're going to be seeing for the next five to seven years. And because our government has focused on so many other things, we're not going to be able to, we're not, we're not focused on what needs to be focused on. We need to restructure our, our corporations, our farming, our everything. Everything needs to be re-looked at. We need professionals on all fields, all the everything, and we need to really look and see what's important because we are, we still have a driver shortage. Yeah, we there's still have shortage. There's a shortage everywhere. Yeah, yeah. The fact that we have they haven't even focused on our truck drivers, our farmers, and we're still talking about all these extra stuff. It's 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 sad. It's horrific that we um you know, are focusing on someone. And as somebody who's in education, I really do appreciate the attention politically on both sides, whether it's negative or positive, on the uh, um, on education. I know it's important, but we need to, we need to focus on our, as much as that's important. And we, we have all these topics about genders and all this stuff like that. What we need to step back, all that stuff needs to be put to the side for a while. And we need to go back to our foundation. We need to really look at what's going on we need to see the dynamics in our culture, our American culture, see what 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 is an American now. We need to ask that question, what is an American? What does it what do we want the American people to look like? That's that's what we need to be looking at and that's what the next president should be looking at. What do we need? So what do you mean by the what an American will look like? So what I mean by that is we learn we learned that through let me see if I can, because somebody decided to mow their lawn at like six o'clock. I can't hear it. Oh, you can't hear it? No. Oh, that's perfect. Then that's great. Um, I can hear the cricket, but I can't hear the. Perfect, perfect, perfect. So what I mean by that is when we look, at, I've been thinking about this. Is that we saw the um, we saw what happened during COVID when the the, the riot happened in the Capitol. We saw so many lives looking at it. Um, you know, I've looked at it from different perspective and one of the, obviously as a black man, I looked at it from the perspective as a black person, like, wow, Black Panthers, all these different movements and stuff like that. You know, if this was my people, we would have like, this would have ended so differently. And, um, these are the same, you know, these are typically, especially within, um, America, whether you're Republican or Democrat, uh, culturally, ethnically, um, white Americans have been, you know, held to a higher standard and the higher standard as to, to what in terms of our image within the world right you know in terms of how other people view how we view ourselves and our honor like you know you you get that i you, you hear in certain states and different states some people have a different vocal set, a stance of it you know of we we're, we're you know we're white americans and we see this and we see like the karens we see these certain behaviors that were my um micro Trans, you know, micro uh, racism and microaggressions, microaggressions and stuff like that that was popping up within society that was like hidden. A lot of it was hidden, and people were just, you know, going with the flow of of America, and like they weren't saying these things out loud. But then, like these behaviors, it really made our country look really bad mm. in the world's eyes, right? And then that's not only just them. I thought about my side ethnicity. I thought the black Americans and how we've been 
there were some a lot of negativities and positive things that came out of it. But when when I think of the culture American, you know, Trump is like make America great again. Well, what was Obama's? Remind me of Obama's slogan. Uh, yes, we can. Yes, we can. Right. We need there. This country has been the last three years two two and a half years has been the most divided ethnicity as ever as ever and the reason why no one we talked about it but it's never been so prevalent than it is right now is because we had so much comfort in our country right and then the pandemic showed that like without those comforts and accessibilities and uh, uh, privileges that we have as american when those things are taking just a smither away people lose their mind groups are attacked ethnic groups are attacked political parties are attacked everybody's attacked everybody genders are attacked everybody's attacked and there's no one i there's no like with other countries when you go to look at japan for example they're 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 the patriarchy it's this is our country we are a people we are this and even though america is diverse as heck we we need to start rebuilding the foundation and telling the rest of the world this regardless of black white spanish gay lesbian any whatever gender sex this is what we identify and if you come and you mess with us we fight as a union a unit not mm-hmm. separate we are a unit we don't care and we need to we need to fully adapt that mindset yeah well, I, think, I think a lot of what ha- what's happened is that Barack Obama ran as FDR mm-hmm. and performed like a uh, George One Republican mm-hmm. at a time mm-hmm. where we needed some FDR policies. Mm, interesting. And, like that. and that Barack Obama disappointed a lot of people and a lot of people that voted for him twice ended up voting for Trump. Yes, that is true. And, uh, you know, the Republicans are very good at cultivating people's anger. Yes. Uh, And, uh, you know, the Democrats uh, really is a party of no ideas at this point. Yeah. Um, That, uh, you know, the expression has been made that the Democrat the Democratic Party is where social movements go to die. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes to the the ruling class, the uh, wealthy class that the uh, Republican Party is advocating for them and um, the Democrats are representing the professional class and the bourgeoisie that serve the one percent. Yeah, and uh, the Democratic Party serves as a buffer, uh, keeping out uh, any uh, leftist or populist uh, efforts uh, in policy, uh, thereby protecting the uh, ruling class. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like either either way, all I see is both parties defending rich anyway. Yeah, you know, I I I don't see I don't see I mean like. Just when these people put out, uh, sponsor these people, who says they're not sponsoring both sides? You know? <laughs> well, you know, some people do give money to both sides. Yeah. Because yeah. why wouldn't you? 
Right. You know, why do you, you know, when you're ultra powerful and you're that, you're, you're that capable on your own, why would you need to worry about the mundane things of politics other than how it benefits you? Because if I was super rich, I promise you, I would not care about Democratic or Republican stuff. Yeah. I would I would throw my money to both sides because I would want to sell. I would want whatever group is going to give me my benefits so I can push my narrative, whether it's negative or positive. I know I, I know what I truly want to do with my heart. So don't no one worry about that. And you can hold me to that in the future. But I know that I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care, you know, and I think that um we fail to realize is that you like you as an individual person need to look in inward and, and, and find your wealth within yourself. And that may not even be material stuff. Mm-hmm. That may just be a, a, a healthier spirit. And then let that spirit, let your spirit gain all those things for you without you trying so hard to enforce it on others or take from others. You don't need to do anything because if it's truly meant to be yours, you're just going to, it's going to fall in your lap with the work that you've done. Right. Right. So so let's start wrapping this up. Yes. Let's go. So do I have your permission to uh, name this episode Politimo 2? Go ahead. (laughs) I I forgot you did that once. You started sucking your teeth. Mm. I would say, uh, name it, uh, are we happy for Dr. Fauci? No, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, the next, the next Trump. Is he really Trump 2.0? How about uh, Chuck the little elf? Oh, Chuck the little elf is great. All right. That's what we'll name it. Chuck Chuck the little little elf. All right. So it's great to have had you back on the show, Mo. It's great to be back. And we end the episode the same way every time with a prayer. So let us pray. That Father God, I thank you for Brother Mo. And that, Lord, I ask that you continue to watch over him, that you continue to heal what needs to be healed. And that, Lord, that uh, you bless him, that you bless Jasmine and her family. And that, Lord, uh, as the Holy Spirit searches their hearts, that, Lord, I ask that you consider their hopes, desires, and goals, and that, God, that they match with your will. So, Lord, we ask a blessing on everybody listening and watching the No Name Yet podcast today, and we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, good night. Good night.